Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our dynasty league. And this week, well, I guess I'm your host, Mike, and with me, as always, is my friend, Andrew. And this week, we are chatting more off-season shenanigans. There's not a lot of news, folks, so we're going to manufacture some stuff. We're going to find some details, and we're going to share them with you with a little bit of commentary. So, Andrew, how are you doing? Not to bad. Yourself, sir? Good. I'm sober. I'm drinking water tonight. Oh, there you go. There mm-hmm. you go. I'm doing a cleanse of the fridge, as in I'm out of beer, and I haven't oh. picked any up yet. So, water it is. <laughs> an, un, uh, an unforced cleanse. Okay. An un, yep. Yeah. An <laughs> unscheduled cleanse. There you go. You don't mm-hmm. have any you don't have any of your your homemade no uh now that it's uh summer and I'm hoping to get some free time here in the next little while I'm actually going to start another batch oh cool yeah cool. have yeah. you looked up any new recipes to to try something different um I've done Pilsner twice and I've done a lager uh, actually I think I've done Pilsner three times and a lager once so I think I'm gonna try something different uh the next go round yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Not sure what yet. Um, I have a honey brown um, and I have a I think I have um, I think I have another lager, but a different a different brand than the last time I tried it. So oh it's just like part of the kits that you buy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm still at the very simple developmental stage of my brewing process. Um, very rudimentary. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know, each time you do it, you have, you learn something new and you tweak, mm-hmm. you tweak it, and that's isn't that the the attraction and the fun to yeah. doing it? It's not about you know, hey, I can make as much beer as I want and as strong as I want. It's it's about the process and like like guys with their their. They're remote control cars and they're planes and it's, it's like a hobby, right? Yeah. Well, in the beginning, it was about how much beer I could make. Oh. <laughs> um, now it's about how much better I can make that beer. And yeah. I'm not looking for mass quantities. I'm actually looking for better beer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying and finding out what I like, what I don't like, uh, what works and doesn't work. And um, I realized in this process that I like variety. I don't like the same thing over and over again. So when I went three batches of that Pilsner, I liked it and other people liked it, but I couldn't drink it all myself. I had to give it away because I just needed a change. change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I now know that I will never do back to back the same thing. I need to change it up. That, and you know what, that that's not always a a bad thing. That's a, you know, you know, it, it, like you said, changes it up and keeps the palate uh, refreshed. It does. Um, it also keeps my appreciation for beer alive because one of the things I do enjoy when I go to my local liquor store is uh, I try and grab something I haven't tried before. Um, so if I can get a little uh, little four-pack, maybe a six-pack or a single uh, yeah. to try it to see if I'm going to like it. And then I grab something that I know that I do like just in case. Uh, it's funny that you say that because when you and I and uh, your son Benson mm-hmm. went, went to the, the liquor store there, mm-hmm. 
he came over to me eventually and said, oh, geez, my dad takes forever to pick this stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. There's a bit of research that goes into it when I'm standing. I'm like, oh, what is this? I've never heard of this. Yeah. Look it up, kind of see, is it all right? And I was like, oh, what do they put inside it? Is there anything that's going to hurt me? Is there anything that, like, right off the hop, I'm, I'm not going to want to try? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, especially because of your, your sugar uh, intolerance. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I'm kind of the, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Hey, the can looks cool. Maybe I'll try it. Give it a whirl. <laughs> I also have a hard time if I get like, oh, I don't like it, but I don't want to waste it. So I'm going to try and drink it. Yeah. 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 If I pick something up, even if it's just like a four pack, I'll have to. It may be the nastiest thing in the world, but I'll have to finish it at some point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just can't let it go. Yeah. Mix it with Clamato or something to kill the, the taste of it. I'm interested yep. when we actually get down to the states to see some of yeah. the some of the microbreweries and what we can actually try. Yeah, or even just in our liquor stores, right? Like something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I found when I went to Disney, which was my last U.S. trip, I was able to go to like the convenience stores around the hotel, yep. and they had single cans of stuff, right? So I was able just to like, yeah, oh. I'll, I'll buy this, 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 and this, and get a whole bunch, and a couple of them. Uh, were actually flavors that Donnie had recommended. Like, hey, if you find this, try it. Uh, and so they were really good. So it, I like that. I'm looking forward to that aspect of our trip when we go. Is that oh, here, here we go, guys? Uh, guys, when you're listening to this, we're gonna be in in Detroit, Ann oh, Arbor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, and in uh, and Cincinnati. So yep. if you guys know some local stuff that uh, that you could record, like something that we could just you know. Again, at the keep our eye out for yeah, like even at like the convenience stores where you can buy the singles. If uh, there's something that you guys can recommend that we might be interested in, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, always looking to do a beer tour on our football trip. Yes, that's awesome. Yes, maybe I'll broaden my horizons a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you you uh, you do love that. I'm not even sure what Molson Canadian classifies as. Is that a lager? Is that like what is that? Yeah, it's a lager. Lager, okay, right. So you know you like Molson Canadian, a lager. Yeah. Um, any other lager you find will probably have a differing taste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Well, well, folks, it is Wednesday, June 21st uh, when we are recording this. It's going to go live 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Thursday. And uh, the things that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, one, has anybody watched the new Marvel Secret Invasion? I haven't yet. Busy night. Um, but I'm looking forward to. I didn't even know there was anyone. Yeah. So this is the Samuel Jackson uh, weekly series. I think there's like six oh, episodes. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I did. I did know this was coming. I had no idea when it was coming, though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Uh, uh, we'll see. <laughs> okay. It's also winter solstice. It's the longest day of the year. Summer solstice. Do you know? Some, well, sorry, sorry. My apologies. Yes, summer solstice. It's the longest day of the year, sunshine wise. Do you know how many hours we get a sunshine today in Edmonton? So it was supposed to be seventeen hours and some something minutes. Thirty-two minutes. Very good. I didn't know that. I heard that on the radio today. I'm like seventeen hours and thirty-two minutes of sunlight. 
We know a little bit more about it because my daughter's birthday is on the winter solstice. Oh, okay. December 21st. So, it's so kinda... how, much, how much daylight do we get on that day? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> or next Six to nothing. Yeah, about yes. that. Yeah, if that. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, yeah. All right. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, other small talk we got going on. My son scored two goals tonight. Oh, Could awesome. have scored five. He's had a he's had a great night. Unfortunately, we've had about ba- uh, a run of bad weather, whether it was smoky or rain. So he hasn't played a lot. Uh, so he's really happy. Um, scored two goals, got his donut, and uh, yeah. Did he do his, did he do his showboating like he did yes, last time? No, he totally did. Oh, yeah. As soon oh. as he scored, he's 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 pumping the arms like this, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he scores again shortly thereafter. Both beautiful goals. Love it. Like absolutely impressed. Nearly put me to tears. It's so awesome. And then after that, I'm like, okay, buddy, just stop. Just pass the ball to your teammates. Don't take it from your teammates. Yeah. Let them have a turn. So I had to pull him off the field, had a little conversation. He's like, they're not passing to me. I'm like, yeah, because they want to score too. You've already scored too. You're good. Just yeah. play defense, pass them the ball, help them score, make them feel, help them feel good. Um, so that was a, that was a bit of a tough. And he's like, but I just want to score. I want to win. And I was like, but yeah, but you got to do it as a team. You can't just be a solo yeah. artist. Oh, dude. If he has that mentality, get that boy into football. <laughs> like, get, him, get, him into a, get him into a sport where he could crush people because I just want to win. I want to kill somebody. I want to win. I want to win, right? <laughs> uh, like, I'm really impressed that like when we practice and we drill at home in our own time when we get to do that, um, he doesn't. He doesn't display the level of ball control um, or finish when he's he's attacking the net, except when he's on the field during game time. Oh. And I'm like, we're like, I know we practice this stuff, buddy, and, I, and I'm super happy and proud to see you doing this on the field. But like, you never do that when we're just like drilling in the backyard. So I'm glad. Yeah, he's saving all his cool moves for um, for the field. Yeah. All right. He's like, Dad, Dad, you're no competition for me. So oh, I'm, I'm just taking it. it. That's it. Yeah, I'm t- taking it easy <laughs> on you, Dad. Oh man, how sad, how sad is that that your son at at, at at six can beat you at soccer? You've been playing <laughs> yeah. your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's at that point where in my life where it's like, okay, I've passed on what I know, which is very little, to my son, and he's now better than me. The student now has become the teacher, and I'm just the fan in this. Uh, in this here's here's the thing, though. If he could turn out to be the next Ronaldo, that would be awesome for you. Um. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um. I'm not sure how I would be able to do that, but if yeah. he continues to show. Uh, the level of progress and interest in soccer. Um, yeah. I will definitely start putting him into the camps. We got some really good programs yeah. here. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's, uh, it's, I say it with our daughters with dance, mm-hmm. um, with, with my daughter with volleyball, as long as they're still enjoying doing it, mm-hmm. do it for as long as you want. As, as soon as it stops becoming fun and yeah. you don't want to do it, and if I'm not going to force you to do it. I don't you want could, them to resent be, me or yeah. you could be the greatest, you could be the greatest volleyball player in the world, but I'm not going to force you to do something that you don't want to actually do. If, when it becomes a chore, you're done. Yeah. Because then they start resenting the sport and they start yeah. resenting you for forcing them to do it. 
Yeah. So it's not worth it. No, it's not. But but the whole thing is though, you can't have that attitude halfway through the season. If you start no. the season, you've committed to your team and you mm-hmm. have to follow through the rest of the season. Next year is totally different, but and that's usually the way I don't know how Kenna is, your daughter Kenna. Mm-hmm. Um, Brianne is usually kind of the last few weeks of, of dance is oh, I don't even want to do this anymore. I don't know why I want to do this anymore. And then as soon as two weeks after the season's done, oh, I can't wait for dance to start up next fall. <laughs> so it's, I get it. They have a long season, so it's tough for they them. Do. They because it's September to June, months. right? Like that's yeah, it's like ten a school. Months. Yeah. So that's tough. All right, well, we got here's what else we got going on the show today for you folks. We're going to talk about some football news, particularly some running back and wide receiver landing spots. Uh, we've got some other stuff that's happening. And uh, because of what happened last week where we talked about the every NFL team's all-time uh, passer, or I guess wide receiver in yardage, uh, we actually have another one, and this one's going to be the leading passer per team by yardage. And uh, some interesting choices, um, some players I've, i'm not familiar with and a lot that i still am which is kind of fun and exciting so uh let's get into it we got some running back news uh one piece that i haven't heard yet i'm not sure if you guys have this is something andrew found andrew would you want to share uh for ezekiel elliott yeah it, I, I spotted this yesterday morning and then i uh resaw it uh this evening uh ezekiel elliott is projected to sign a one-year five million dollar deal um with an afc contender as basically as their backup uh change of pace kind of guy um because really if he had stayed with dallas that's all he would have gotten they were all they were all in with with the other guy um so they are um, the, the team in question is is the Patriots. Um, uh, Bill Belichick uh, is quite interested. The team is quite interested uh, of him. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Rashawn Stevenson's or Ramondre or, Stevenson. Um, it kind of being the the change of pace back and the um, the third down back type kind of, Hey, you, you need short yardage. Elliot will get you those yards. Cause he's still a bruiser who can run through a bunch of linebackers and linemen. And uh, you know, it, it, it could be like a cream hunt situation. Like in, in Cleveland goal line guy, he can get you a bunch of points for touchdowns. I would have thought Nick Chubb would have been the goal line guy. He's more the bruising running back as opposed Chubb, to the Chubb was like, you finesse. know, you're, Chubb was your first and second yard or first and second down back that would, mm-hmm. you know, he'd break off the 15, 10, 15 yard chunks. But then Hunt, when they needed short yardage, they always putting Hunt in. Hmm. Okay. And he was also the pass catching back as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm, uh, I don't know, Elliot, which if Elliot was the, or Pollard was the, the, the catching back, I can't remember. Um, but, uh, you know, I could see Belichick because he you he is a running back by committee coach, right? And and I'm going to ride the hot hand. So if Elliott gets in there and outshines um, Stevenson, Stevenson, uh, he could be the the number one guy again, right? Like, 
Could be. Pro- prove um, yourself. Prove yourself. So the role of Legarrette Blunt is now played by Ezekiel. That that that's the I story. Think so yeah. Okay. And geez, if they if they, you know, well, I won't. Uh, we'll talk about Hopkins in a little bit. So okay. <laughs> okay. So now, did they specifically state the Patriots in this article? It was the, this- the article came out of the Dallas Cowboys camp that oh. that's where they're hearing he's probably going to go to. It was a hmm. Dallas uh, article. Um, so be interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't, I don't dislike it. I still think Ramondre Stevenson is probably in the better situation. Yes. Um, to, to maintain and control that um, that first spot, and but it does probably doesn't hurt to have an experienced running back. We know the Patriots love their veterans. Yes. So yes. All right. I, I think all four of the guys that are that are on our list of guys still looking for a home, mm-hmm. all they they all need to realize they're probably going to be a backup because every team, almost every team, is set at running back. There's very right. few there's very few teams right now that are not set. Maybe Arizona. No, James Conner's still there. I, I they, don't, okay, so which which if you were the uh, the coach of the Cardinals, which yep. would you which would you rather have, Elliot or Connor? Connor, because I want to lose and I want to oh, okay. uh, get you, the first overall pick. <laughs> but if you wanted to win. <laughs> If I wanted to win, I'd probably still keep um, James Conner, but I'd probably end up signing somebody else. You're or, right, or even, or even Cook, or 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 Hunt, right? Like I, I see those three names mm-hmm. as as better running backs than Conner. Um, I okay, uh, Cook for sure, yes. Elliot, um, I think he's probably about the same at this point. And Fournette, I think Conner's better than Fournette and Hunt. Man, I, I have to think I, I I have to think Hunt is better than James Conner, but why has nobody gone out there and and picked him up? Is it because he wants too much money? Is is he too high on himself? I don't know what the story is there. To yeah, me, I, I, yeah. Hunt should be the one that's off this list that should have a job because he should have a five million dollar backup deal because that's what he is, and he should have realized that over the last two years if he hasn't already. Maybe his agent is trying to stroke his ego to say, "No, we can do better." Um, I think a lot of, I think all four of these guys are kind of in the same boat as Hopkins, where they're saying, "You know what? I can sit back and wait till the end of the summer, and then sign a last minute deal because they're, you know, not that they're in the driver's seat because they're not in the driver's seat." Um. I think they're they're gonna have to accept the, the the situation though that hey I am the 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 second guy up now. Yeah, I'm just gonna go in in a supporting role and wait for an opportunity to shine. And if I can't, then that's and I'm gonna throw another name into this list. Who okay, could who could hit this list in the next couple of weeks? Is Saquon Barkley. He has not signed his his franchise tag. Right. And he has come out and even said, 
I don't know that I want to sign it. I might just test the market and I might sit out the year. But if you if you're watching the market, the market isn't paying running backs. I know. I know. So that's that's a tough thing to he's, do. He's, that's a big gamble. And I don't think he would do it. I really don't think he would do it. I think he would sign and he would say, you know what? I'm throwing this team on my back and I'm going to prove that you're going to pay me the money next year or somebody else will. Yeah. So July 10th is the cutoff for signing your franchise tag. Yeah. We're two and a half weeks away from that. Yep. I think he's probably the biggest name from a, from a franchise tag perspective Mm -hmm. of the guys that are out there that, um, or who else was on there? Was, was um, the guy from the, ja- uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, um, their running back, Etienne. Was he, Travis fr- Etienne? Was he a franchise no. guy? A franchise no. tag? Josh Jacobs is the only uh, other running back I know oh, of. That's- yes, Josh Jacobs. He also was not happy that – I don't think he signed his yet either. No. So, like, But that's $10 million. I would rather take the one year at 10 mil than try and fight to get more and get end up with nothing. And that's just it. Like, you know, you're right. 10 million is better than nothing. And I think both, I'm sure Barkley and um, uh, Jacobs will probably, you know, at, at some point sign it and say, you know what? Yeah, I realized. I'm not going to get because what happens if they sign after the 11th? Can't. So, so if they sign, if they sign it after the 10th um, or they don't sign it by the 10th, uh, they're essentially they sit out the season and they become unrestricted free agents the following year. But what if they go back to the team and say, okay, fine, I'll take the 10 mil. Can't. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. Okay, I don't sign it, and now I'm forced to sit out the year. I don't. That doesn't yes. make sense. That's exactly how that works. You either you have a deal done because then they get the uh, the the negotiation period closes, and no negotiations can happen until the beginning of the season. But he could sign day one of the season. To... Uh, I don't think he can sign day one of the season anywhere. He has to wait to the end of the season for the accrual to happen. Oh, uh, before he becomes eligible for, because uh, like the, the, the that's that's what the franchise tag does. It's like Andrew, I'm franchise tagged you, so your options are to play football for us under the franchise tag for one year, giving us time to negotiate a deal that makes us both happy, and if that doesn't happen and you don't sign then you get to sit out the year of football and you become an unrestricted free agent uh, come the spring. And so you can sign it wherever you want. So many different rules and so many different loopholes into these contracts. It's so weird. Yeah. The only way to avoid being franchise tagged is to not sign it and sit the year out. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that just, yeah. Okay, well, maybe, well, I guess we'll see over the next couple of weeks how many guys do sign and... And, and things like that, uh, you know what that and that that might open up windows for guys like Hunt and Elliot. Like if if Jacob says, you know what, 
forget this. Uh, if the Raiders, you're not going anywhere this year. So why would I play that that money for that money? You're not going to go to the playoffs. You're probably not going to win the division. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, um, you don't have a quarterback that you trust. You're you're exactly. about to punt Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. So then Elliot or Hunt swoops in because uh, he doesn't play. Yep, they take a one-year, five million dollar, whatever type deal, or even take the ten million dollar that they were offering him. They probably won't them. offer that to anybody else. If I'm the Raiders, and regardless of what I think about my competition, I'm willing to pay Josh Jacobs one year, ten million. If I can't get a deal done where he's getting ten million dollars a year for the next couple of years, there's a chance I'm probably not willing to spend that kind of money on a running back. I'll throw out. Um, I'll throw five. out say, hey, look, guys. Yeah, I, I'm willing to pay five gar- fully guaranteed. Yeah. Maybe seven with incentives. Yeah. Or, or even like five and five with incentives. If, you know, if, if we make the playoffs and you score, you know, 20 touchdowns and a thousand yards. Sure. Type thing. Right. There's so many ways to build extra stuff into it. But yeah. yeah. As long as it's a team friendly deal, I and would maybe, want- and maybe that's why some of these guys are waiting is to see what what some of these other running backs that were franchise tagged are doing or even like a, a or even like the jets right does um Brees hall actually come back fully fully ready to go or is he going to be you know week 4 5 6 7 before he's healthy Like it could be those guys could be maybe waiting for for that kind of stuff to see what, or even in training camps, does a guy does a a top guy go down? Uh, right. Which which is always likely. the yes. The closer we get to the beginning of the season, the the more likely it is, is that some injury is going to happen that could put somebody out for several months to the year, and teams are going to have to pivot. Right, where they go and find a running back like this. And maybe that's what these guys are waiting for, is they're waiting for that opportunity. But if you've got Dalvin Cook, Zeke, Leonard Fournette, and Kareem Hunt sitting out there all waiting for that same situation, they're going to get into a bidding war against themselves. Yeah. But really, isn't that how uh, Fournette ended up in Tampa Bay? Because you had, Ronald, you had Ronald Jones and you had somebody else. And then Fournette kind of came in at the beginning of the season. Like he wasn't there like the beginning of summer. He signed early, early, if the season maybe even if it started because they brought him in for his playoff experience. Not sure, actually. Because I don't remember him, his first year with the with Tampa Bay um, was that year that they won the Super Bowl. And he really didn't do anything in the regular season and then crushed it in the playoffs. Yeah, it was like really he, good. But he, he basically he ended stole the momentum. Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah, the last three or four games and the playoffs, he basically stole the job from Ronald Jones. Because I had Ronald Jones on, on my in my mm-hmm. lineups for a lot of those. So all right. Interesting. Um, so that's the running back market, and the only wide receiver of note to talk about is Hopkins. And I still yes. haven't heard he hasn't signed. I guess there's an offer on the table from the Titans, but I guess he's still shopping. 
he the, the what I'm hearing is he's leaning toward the Patriots as well. He likes mm-hmm. the he likes the environment. Um, rumor was he went there and he might not leave. Like he went there for his visit, and he yeah. just might not leave. So well, that's come and gone. Uh, who, who knows? He may still be there. Well, maybe, right? I'm, I'm just trying to look to see. I've got uh, Tyreek Hill news. He's being investigated for charges yeah. against uh, assaulting an arena marina attendant. Yeah, um, I think that was, and that that was like, uh, uh, you know, kind of a, from what I heard, like it's getting blown out of proportion. It was like a, hey, slap on the back. Hey, good job, buddy. And he might have slapped the guy a little bit too hard on the back, and the guy mm-hmm. is now trying to sue him. Oh, he's a soccer player. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, well, that's kind of the article I heard about it, but and we'll see. Know. We'll see. All right. Other bit of news. Um, so I'm not seeing anything related to Hopkins in this. I, I got Paris Campbell might be the number one receiver in New York or for the Giants. Jameer wow. Gibbs is going to be a nice compliment for David Montgomery. Patriots wide receiver Kayshawn Booty has been outplayed by fellow sixth round pick. Might not even keep make the roster. Sony Michelle has re-signed a one-year deal yes. with the Rams. Um, Matt Canada, uh, offensive coordinator for the Steelers, says he can. Uh, there's no way offensive coordinator Matt Canada can keep Jalen Warren off the field as much as he did last season. Okay. Oh. All right. So Jalen Warren's going to touch the ball a bit more um, and take touches away from. Najee Harris, interesting. So see if that happens. Yeah, I can't really see that happen. Um, the Browns say they want to add another running back, but not a big name back such as Dalvin Cook or Zeke. Jerome Ford is currently the they, RB behind sorry, Chubb. To, to interrupt you there, uh, the reason the Browns are doing that is because Hunt is not going to come back. No, like they, why would he? They, they don't know. It's on their end. They're saying. Oh. Hunt is not going to come back. They're they're basically done with them. They've waited long enough, so they're going out to find somebody else. Yeah, it uh, it it makes sense. I think yeah. the team has part like moved on, obviously, yep. and uh, they don't have a lot of depth, so they should probably go find somebody. Yes, yeah, they can't Should's wait. Do they pick up? <laughs> you know what? That is, like, for me. For me, yeah. the right choice would be Fournette. He can spell off, uh, spell off um, uh, Chubb when he needs okay. a break, yeah. and and it stays. It saves Fournette for later on in the season, or if Hunt gets hurt again, it keeps him fresh. So to me, Fournette is the right is the is the to me would be the, the smart choice for the Browns. Unless right. Fournette, unless Fournette is asking way too much money. Those are the things I don't know, right? Like that's, I wish we would, we would get the chance to hear those details, but yeah. that's part of the mystery of the yep. fantasy football we play. Yep. Okay. Uh, some other interesting news. I did read this as well. 
the NFL will be holding a supplemental draft for the first time since 2019. Yes. On July 11th, players that were not eligible in the spring draft, uh, but who are eligible now, as of as of today, there's only one player confirmed, and that's Purdue wide receiver Milton Wright. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him, but um, you know, I, I don't know anything about the supplemental draft and how that works. It's basically. Again, guys that want to declare that maybe didn't declare earlier to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, maybe I will test the waters in the NFL and forgo my my last season. Um, the last – it was an interesting stat. The last uh, supplemental draft, which was 2019, only one player got drafted in the whole draft. And it was okay. – I, I can't remember who it was, but uh, – uh, so it's not a huge draft. It's not like a big a big deal, but you could find a diamond in in the rough. That, rough. Yeah, like maybe this maybe this uh, Milton Wright guy could be like an Amadola or uh, uh, the guy in Minnesota there, um, Jefferson. No, no the the guy that well, actually just Adam Thielen. Thielen, right? Yeah, a, a guy that plays for 10, 15 years in his you know middle of the road. Could could win you a week, my, uh, or, or or do nothing for you, right? So I, it's it's interesting that the supplemental draft part of it. I I don't know why they do it, but we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, it's interesting. It's curious, right? It adds a, a bit of fun and spice in the middle of the year where there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Well, I, I don't see any other news here worth mentioning outside of the little snippets that I did share. Yeah. The only well, other one that we, that we didn't really talk about was with Cream Hunt that mm-hmm. oh, right. the commanders are kind of leaning toward him um, as they're as, as picking uh, for them to pick him up. And I, I, again, you know what? I think if he accepts the role as the backup guy, it could be successful there. He could help that team out. I don't know that it's going to help them out enough to win their division. They're in a okay. tough division. So let's say the Washington Commanders do sign Kareem Hunt. Give me your order of like who's the one, who's the two, who's the three. You got Brian Robinson, you've got Antonio Gibson, and you've got Kareem Hunt. Rank them for me on that team. I, I would go Robinson. Hunt Gibson. Okay. Almost. And really it's gonna be it's gonna be uh between Hunt and Gibson, almost one of those who's the hot hand. Okay. Like the first couple of the, the first couple of series, right? On third down, throw both throw one of them in, next third down, throw the next guy in, you know, which one is hot, and then just ride that guy for that game. I think it's going to be a rotation of all three until someone rises to the surface. But if I had to rank them, my rank would be Gibson, Hunt, Robinson. You, you think Robinson gets pushed back to the third? Yeah, I think wow. he didn't He didn't do enough last year. Granted, he was coming back from a gunshot wound. Yeah. That um, he didn't do enough in the time that he had. So I think he'll get a shot at it. And I don't know what the deal with Gibson is. It's like he wasn't loved and now he's loved. I'm not sure if that's just like camp talk so they could try and move on from him. I have no idea. But 
but he's always performed when he's given an opportunity. So like, wh- where's the hate coming from? Is he just like a really bad practice guy? Like he, he doesn't put the effort in. Is that like, what's the deal? I don't know. Um, but cream hunt, I believe in fully as a, as a running back and he hasn't had a lot of wear and tear on his body. So I think he's going to come in here one, if, if he does land here with a lot to prove. So I think yes. the first few weeks are going to be like a high rotation of these guys just getting touches until someone emerges as the top guy. And my money, if I had to put it, is going to be Gibson, followed by Hunt, uh, followed by Robinson. I think Robinson gets gets like no touches by the second half of the season. Yeah. Well, quite possibly. And you know what? Going even going back to the the five guys on the list now with Barkley mm-hmm. potentially hitting the list. I think. Hunt is from a physical standpoint mm-hmm. in the best in the best spot because he has been kind of the backup for the last three seasons. Yeah, he's he, he he's, doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, but he's been effective exactly. whenever he's touched the ball. Yes. Kansas City rolled him into the ground. Yeah. And and then they brought somebody else in, and that's why he was upset and he left. No, uh, he, he left because he got charged with uh, assault. Oh, oh yes, cut. yes, yes. He missed the he missed that year for the assault thing. Yeah. Um, but when he hit Cleveland, he wasn't the hey, you're the, the superstar. You have to run the ball, you know, thirty times a game. Blah 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 blah. So he's got the potential to be in the best um, physical of all of them. Yeah, so I think like, I think he's, it's a great situation. Wherever he yeah. lands, he's, he's going to just make a mess of it, and uh, yeah. he's going to earn himself some touches. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like you, 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 again, a situation like even like the where I was saying like the Jets, if Brees Hall isn't ready day one, do they maybe look at Hunt because he can he could pound the ball for five or six games till Hall until mm-hmm. Brees Hall comes back. And then take the backup role, and you know, none, and they're not they're not any worse for wear, right? I think it all comes down to it's like a giant game of chicken. But there's so many people yes. that are involved. It's like someone's got to blink first or remove themselves from the game. Yeah, and- you're 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 100 right. Like you got like five five vehicles going at each other head to head, and who's who's going to jump out of the way first? And that might be the guy that gets, yeah. that might be the guy that gets the worst deal. Maybe like that's that's just it. It's like okay, if I'm if I know that I have to compete against like those guys to try and find a job, then I'm lowering my price to get a job. Like Sony Michelle, yes. He says, hey, look, I, I got to find a job. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take whatever comes my way. Okay, sweet, I got one. I got to pay the mortgage. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I'm in. I got a deal. But even there, like even the Rams, right? Yes, they're saying Cam Akers is the guy. The offense is gonna is gonna really focus around him. Yep. But then all of a sudden they sign Sony Michelle. Is it okay? Is it really around? Well, Cam we Akers? need because Ken Cam Akers might miss some time, and I want somebody who knows the system. Yeah. Right. So, but but any team that signs any one of these four or five guys, do you start to put a question mark on the rest of your your running back room that? Oh my God, Cream Hunt is now in the room. My job is in jeopardy. Yeah, because he because he could conceivably he could walk into any team in the NFL 
If he goes back, if he goes, if he has a year like he had in Kansas City when he was the starting guy, you know, a thousand yards isn't out of the question. No, right. I don't think they're taking back right because I think they'll they'll go with uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not saying that Kansas City to sign him back. What I'm saying is the when he was the guy in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. you know. 14, 1500 yard seasons, you know, 15 touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. If he could get back to that, right? Like he would be a starting guy on any team. Well, yeah, you, you would ride that hot hand. Why would you, why would you stable that beast? If you're competing and you're not trying to get a a early round pick, um, pick him up. Like to me, I don't know what the, uh, the Houston Texans are doing. They're going with Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce. Yeah. Like, are you trying? Like, are you are you just trying to do this thing organically and just kind of see what you have? Or are you trying to like jump in? Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see what what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're going to take the Lions approach, where they're just looking for a certain type of player to fit their mold and then build around it. Okay, then I can't fault them for not yeah. trying to pick up a name, but it's tough to not want to have someone with this level of talent and experience on my team at a discount. Yes. Oh, I, I, and that's, that's the key to it all at a discount. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, that's, um, let's jump into every team's all time leading passer by yardage. Yes. Uh, so this is 32 teams, by the way. And obviously some teams have been around longer than others, but I'm, I'm not surprised by the top of this list. And so it's ranked one through 32 and top of the list is Tom Brady, 74,571 yards for the Patriots. Okay, great. Good for him. Not surprised. Uh, Next up on the list, Drew Brees, 68,010 for the New Orleans Saints. Yes. This next one. And you know what? He, he actually led the yardage for a few years. And then Tom Brady kind of got hot at the last few years of his of his of his career, and to, with to, to surpass, yeah, or, or even with Tampa Bay, right? Like he put up good good numbers with Tampa Bay. Um, you know, those guys had such long careers. They did. Um, you know, and it's it, was this by yardage or by it's by team it's by yardage. Yardage for that team. So in this from case, Tom Brady's only. numbers are just with the Patriots. It doesn't count yeah. what he earned over at yeah. um, in Tampa. Okay. So, so continuing on here, we're looking at uh, number three, Ben Roethlisberger, sixty four thousand eighty eight for the Steelers. This is impressive. Big Ben. Yes. Big Arthur. Especially because in his early years. He was mm-hmm. a running. He he liked to run the ball because he was a big body guy that liked to mix it up. Okay. And and they had good running backs when he first started out. Um, okay. you know, it his numbers his numbers surprised me a little bit, but because he's had such a long career, he figured out he figured out in the first few years, I think when he had like the, his appendectomy and his motorcycle accident and all that kind of stuff early in his years, he thought, "Oh my god, my body can't survive the beating. I need to learn to throw the ball and be efficient. Um, you know what? Like, gosh, imagine him being with a team like the Patriots 
or the Indianapolis Colts who had like phenomenal wide receivers. Like right. put them with Jerry, put them with like the Jerry races and the, the, the mosses and guys like that. But he had Antonio Brown for five years. True, 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 true. Yes. Yes. Um, but just, I, I just, he could have been so much. He could more? have been so much more, I think. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Number four on the list is Brett Favre with the Green Bay Packers, 61,655. That Makes is sense. interesting because um, does it make Brett Favre better than Aaron Rodgers? Yes, by far. By far. I I would be more of a Favre guy than, than an Aaron Rodgers guy. Okay. I think he just – he didn't win the, the, the championships, but right. because of the, the – the teams he was going up against. Okay. Um, but he was a phenomenal quarterback. I wonder, I wonder how close they are. Like, I wonder how many passing yards Rogers has for that team. Like, I wonder how close they are. I'm not sure. All right. Are you looking that up? It looks like you're yes, looking. I am. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep talking then. Uh, number five on the list, Dan Marino, not surprised. 61,361 for the Miami Dolphins. I got to admit, um, Dan Marino was pretty iconic yes. as, a, as a passer down there in, in Miami. Um, so that, that did not surprise me. But what does surprise me is number six on the list, Matt Ryan. Atlanta Falcons, 59,735. Oh, my goodness. Matt Ryan, did he play that long, or was he just really good at throwing the football? He did. He he played forever. Remember, he was with um, the San Diego Chargers, too, before. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So his Julio Jones years and Roddy White years were just really good to him. Yes, very much so. Okay. Uh, number seven on the list, Philip Rivers, 59,271. I, I, I knew this was going to be here because obviously that, that particular quarterback draft class um, had just had long tenured careers, uh, which my next subject, Eli Manning, 57,023 for the New York Giants. That makes sense. Pretty good. He, uh, he surpassed his brother for having yardage totals, but we're going to take a Pause. Looks like you yes. got some. Would you find yeah. it? Uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, fifty nine thousand fifty five. Oh, shouldn't have missed those couple games, man. He should have just played. It shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't have went to the Jets. You might have passed Brett Favre. Yeah, might have. <laughs> he probably doesn't care. He just wants to follow in Favre's footsteps, right? That's why he's going yeah. to the Jets. He's going to end up on the Vikings. Yeah, it's all good this muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. You know, going back to Eli and Peyton, you know, uh, there's going to be always, always a debate which of the two was better. I'm taking Peyton Manning every day, all day. I think so, too, because he just he he saw the field better. He he um, managed the game better. He mm-hmm. also has how many yards with the Broncos to add on to? I'm on, sure he's got yeah. more, he has more than 3,000 yards. 
I think he's overall, he has like a great record overall, but just in this case, Peyton Manning comes in with the Colts at 54,828. Yeah. Um, Right behind him is John Elway with the Broncos. Again, that's like, how close did Peyton Manning come on the, uh, on the Broncos of surpassing John Elway at 51,474 with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Probably not very much because he was only with the Broncos like three, three four years, three or four years. Okay. Right? Um, again, John Elway was one of those guys that was in the Marino um, mm-hmm. era, the Montana Steve Young era. That you know, those guys were 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 like the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Marino lasted a long time with their team. Mm-hmm. Um, was never an Elway fan because really the, because of the chiefs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was never a chiefs it, fan. It would, it, I, would, it would be like you being appreciative of, of, of uh, the bears quarterback. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Exactly. Which we're all going to laugh at, by the way. When we get down to the Bears, when we finally get there, we're all going to laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually like John Elway. So when I was um, coming out of high school, uh, John Elway, Terrell Davis, and Shannon Sharp, they were just fun to watch on TV. Super Shannon fun. Shannon Sharp, mm-hmm. to me, is one of the top 10 tight ends of all time. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's one of my favorite players. I just I loved watching him talk. The, the trash, like the the attitude and the fact that he backed it up every time. It was just it was just fantastic to watch. Um, all right, number I don't know what number is, but it's Matt Stafford, Detroit Lions, forty five thousand one hundred nine. I really like Matt Stafford. Did not know um, that he did not surpass the fifty thousand mark. I thought he got up there, but needed one more season. But you know what though, it, it's when you look at the the Lions. And the, the history of the Lions, and they've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Who has been a standout quarterback for Matt them? Stafford. That's been the really their only really, really, really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And even even for him, like he when he was in his prime with the Lions, mm-hmm. the Lions weren't the greatest of teams. No. Right? Like there's a couple other guys on the list that played for crappy teams yeah that it shocks you the the yardage that they got so let, let, let's I, keep trucking I I, I I really appreciate from the standpoint that Stafford had that that many yards I guess blame it on Megatron <laughs> oh you can't blame it on that that guy helped him get those yards <laughs> like, I mean. thanks, thanks for the assist yes that's what but I there's mean. a massive drop off here right so we went from John Elway 51,000 Matt Stafford 45,000 to Joe Flacco 38,000 with the Baltimore Ravens yeah the, the list now starts to get kind of like a, are you kidding me pedestrian yeah uh, if not to be insulting but uh Joe Flacco 38,000 followed by Russell Wilson in Seattle with 37,000 I thought he had a longer career yeah. than he would have but but you know what though a lot of the years with Seattle they were a running team Marshawn Lynch true. yeah true okay right? you know um same thing with the next guy Jim Kelly at only 35,000 yeah he, he his name is like like 
upper echelon in 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 buffalo this guy is a god yes. but doesn't have the numbers to support it yeah and then the next guy i'm shocked has so many- yeah <laughs> yeah, Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr has thirty-five thousand two hundred twenty-two yards with the Raiders. Yes, again, a guy that played on crappy teams, mm-hmm. um, but but able not to put a, up those numbers. Yeah, but not a great quarterback either. No, exactly. And, but this is a team with a, a long history. They yeah. didn't have anybody. Derek Carr is their essentially their best passing quarterback by yardage. Surprise, yeah. You think with the history that they have, mm-hmm. um, that but he played, uh, you know, he probably played there seven or eight years. Well, he got two contracts out of the deal, yeah. So, right on, good on him. Um, again, a guy that I'm surprised I am shocked that it's not more yards. Where did it, where did all his yards go? Jolton Joe Montana, I well. Probably thirty of the thirty-five thousand went to Jerry Rice, but sure, I'll grant you that. <laughs> the guy had like like nineteen thousand or nine, uh, what ninety thousand yards or something. Yeah. But Joe Montana only had thirty-five thousand yards with the 49ers. Yeah, that 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 surprises me. This, this guy's an alt. He, he's in question to be the goat uh, with Tom Brady, right? Like that's the debate. Yes. But it's 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 so, how he played the game, how he managed the team, how he mm-hmm. did like. Everything, right? Like, just like, just like Tom Brady, he left. He left San Francisco, went mm-hmm. to the Chiefs, and automatically started making the team better and taking them to the playoffs. Yeah, right. He took a crappy team, and with crappy players, put them into playoff contention. Same thing with 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 Tom Brady. Um, yeah. But yes, I'm I'm shocked with the the low number of yards. Yeah. Um, Jim Hart. Of the Arizona Cardinals, I don't even know the guy. <laughs> Again, this, is, this is a this is a team that really have they. I, I've never outside of Kyler Murray, you never really hear about a, a superstar. Oh, Carson, Carson Palmer, yeah, but he wasn't even there long enough to not long enough to do it. But yeah, okay, I would think 35,000 35, yards beats Jim Hart. So Kyler Murray, you've yeah. you've got a chance. Yes. Yep. And then. This is okay. Dallas Cowboys. I can think of a better quarterback already, but Tony Romo, thirty-four thousand. Yeah. Well, the 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 butt tackle. <laughs> <laughs> they keep showing that one on TV lately. That's why I yeah. keep. That's why. That's why I referred to it. But you know, it, again, he had a good, quite a good career. He, he had Michael did. Irvin. Had Michael Irvin as 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 his top wide and, receiver and Des Bryant. Yes. Yep. Um, and even uh, Amari you know, Cooper for a little while. Yes. Uh, and even his running backs were were catching running backs too. Mm-hmm. A lot of talent. So yes. Yes. Tommy Romo. I, I I could see that. I could see that. But if 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 somebody had said to me, "Hey, who's the like without looking at the list, who's the the top uh, passing quarterback of Dallas all time?" I would have thought like Roger Starback or somebody like that. Yeah, right. Not Tony Romo. But now again, this is by yardage. This is not by like touchdowns no, or whatever. No, the, the scoring here is just your yardage, which is just kind of an interesting lens to look at this. Yes. Um. Uh, next is a personal favorite of both of ours, I believe. Yes, very Warren much. Warren Moon. 
holds yeah. the passing record for the Tennessee Titans, formerly yeah. the Oilers. And you know what? You add up his CF, like his pro career, because yeah. he was he was with the the Edmonton Eskimos. He was mm-hmm. with the the uh, Titans or Houston Oilers. Right. Um, he was with the the Seahawks. Was, the Seahawks and I think the Jets. He is up in like the sixty thousand um, passing yards. Um, he may be up there, like Drew Brees uh, numbers type yep. thing, because he put up a ton of yardage for the longest time. He was the as a pro the most yards by anybody. And this yeah. was back in like the the t- early two thousands. The but it, during the running days, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But I, a lot of his yardage came in with the Edmonton Eskimos because mm-hmm. the CFL is a passing league. Yeah, and he just he just destroyed the. It, it's 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 insane, the injustice that Warren Moon got from the NFL. Because he came into it, he he graduated from Washington State in an era where it was almost all white quarterbacks, yep. and he got overlooked and said, "You know what? I I want to play. I'll go play up in Canada." And just for the seven or eight years he was here, just destroyed the league um, with his talent. Um, it was phenomenal to watch that guy play. Like he won the Rose Bowl and was not drafted. Rose Bowl is typical was back then was typically the best team championship. In, yeah, that was, was champ was one of the championship teams. Yeah. And you know, to overlook the guy, um, you know, unfortunately, because it, back in that t- in that era, there weren't very many black quarterbacks. Um and he was just such a fun. I if he had played in the NFL his whole career, wow! I think well, he he probably he he'd be talked about like Montana, and 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 the rest of them. I think I could see that. I could see that. He was a cool dude. Yes. All right. Uh, next up, the Minnesota Vikings present. Fran Tarkenton. Not a name I'm super familiar with outside of the CBS sports video game that you and I play. Yes. Uh, his name pops up quite often as the, uh, as the quarterback to own for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. He's, uh, um, again, again, that, that team has such a long history. Um, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't broken the record. Um, but it's, it's, you know, he was good in his era. He was really he good. Did. He's, he's holding it down, right? Like, I don't know unless they find or draft a young uh, stud quarterback. I don't think that record's going to be broken because they seem to find their veteran, bring them in and ride them out. Kirk Cousins, Brett Favre, uh, that kind of like where they get their, yeah. their acting from. Yeah. So unless they change their, their strategy and find a young quarterback to build and develop uh, to overtake. Yeah. Right. A lot of teams are taking that kind of approach, though. They grab their quarterback, ride him out for four or five years, and then bring in somebody younger, right? 
Kind of like what they're doing with the running backs. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. We got Mr. Pitbull himself, Donovan McNabb. Pitbull. Sorry, wrong quarterback. Yeah. I was thinking Michael Vick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Donovan McNabb, 32,873. I don't think that's going to stand. I think if they stick with Jalen Hurts, he's young enough they, and he's talented enough. I think this is this if, is going to get crushed. If Jalen Hurts, I think Jalen Hurts is probably on on target to break it. I think Jalen Hurts needs to, needs to realize less with the legs and more with the the whole team concept. Throw the ball. Let the running backs run the ball. Blah, 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 blah. Make with the arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next yeah. on the list. Oh, sorry. You're- I'm just looking. He's at, uh, as of right now, he is at 7,800 yards in, in three, three years. In, oh, in three years? Yeah, because he didn't really play his first year. Yeah, we got a thousand yards passing his first year. Then it was thirty-one, then thirty-seven. So he's sitting at seventy-eight hundred passing yards. So he's, if he's averaging about three thousand a year, mm-hmm. and he lasts another ten years, there you go. He's he'll he'll be on pace to 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 break it. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this next one I don't think is going to last very long. Um, Ken Anderson for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> um, Mike and Anderson, you're going to get lost in the history books because Joe, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, Ken, don't get me wrong. Ken Anderson was a great, great quarterback um, in the 70s. That's where he was the guy that I kind of, uh, when I started following the Bengals, he was their guy. Yeah. Yep. Him and Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. Um, Great quarterback, um, but yeah, Joe Burrow with him and Jamar Chase. I don't, I don't even think it'll take ten years. <laughs> I don't think it'll. No, take- actually, great question. Uh, I would, I don't know what Burrow's pace is right now because he, he did have that stunted season yes. due to injury. Yeah, so he's basically had two years under him. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's played three years, just like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He had a stunted uh, first season, but in that first season, he's, he he passed for twenty six hundred yards, uh, and then it was forty six hundred, and then forty five hundred. So he's already at nine eleven thousand. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's almost at fourteen thousand passing yards. Yeah. So there you go. Like it, it won't take them long. It will <laughs> no. not take them long. No, um, it will not take him long. That's awesome. Yes. Um, next on the list, I well, for the team, I'm not shocked by it. No. Um, he was in his prime. He was great there. Cam Newton with the Carolina Panthers at 29,725. Um, I, I, again, uh, we'll have to see if that team kind of sticks with one quarterback or it's going to be a kind of a, Hey, we'll ride you for a few years and then kick you out the door to take somebody young. Well, it's Bryce young. So they literally took somebody young. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, dad joke. Yeah. But I think I, it's, it's just, I think in, in almost like it, it's almost in 
a lot of the positions nowadays with the running backs, and mm-hmm. you're starting to, I think we're going to get start to see it with some of the quarterbacks is, you know, I'm going to invest in you only for your two contracts, and then I'm going to move on to, from you. Mm-hmm. Unless I, you're really good and I don't have to pay you a lot. Yeah, unless you're like yeah. a, a, an exceptional talent like Brady was or Philip Rivers or or some of those other guys, right? Like the quarterbacks, I think their, their lifespan might start to get shorter and shorter. Uh, quarterbacks, because, what, roughly tw- 20 years is kind of like the average. You come in at like 20-something, not even 20 years. Uh, because uh, nobody really makes it to 40. They play into their, their mid to late 30s at best. Yeah, so you're looking at about 15 years. Yeah, okay. Maximum. Because even if you come out of college at 22 and you play till 35, 37, there's 15 years. Yeah, okay. But I think what teams are going to start to look at is, oh my gosh, I'm not going to pay this guy till he's 37, the big money he wants. When I can go out and I can get that rookie who could produce almost the same as uh, the same amount mm-hmm. for a fraction of the money because he's on his rookie contract. So you, we might start to see a change in the, the way they look at the quarterbacks too, unless you are a winning quarterback, like a Mahomes or a Burroughs or, or even like Ben Roethlisberger, right? Like you're injury prone, you're getting older, but you can still perform to a degree that we're going to keep bringing you back. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Roethlisberger had an appendectomy and seven days later was playing and won the game. Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was a, he was a freak from that perspective, right? Like, yeah, sure. The guy got hurt, but he played better when he was hurt than he did when he was fully healthy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep moving here. Cam Newton. We move on to Kansas city chiefs, Len Dawson at 28,000 again. Okay. So let, let's look up Mahomes numbers. Um, well, Mahomes is going to have this crushed in no time. I'm surprised Joe Montana doesn't have, have this guy beat. Like I would have thought Joe Montana would be on here twice. That's, that's, well, well, I guess he could have, but um. Yeah. Mahomes total passing yards for Patrick Mahomes. Let's see where we're at. We're, he's already at twenty four thousand two forty one. Okay, so perfect. So he's got twenty eight. He's, he's got one more season. Year, yeah, this year he may pass Len Dawson. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just. You know what? I'm curious about Joe Montana. So keep on the list. All right, let's keep moving. Now we're up to the Jets. The Jets present Joe Namath at 27,000. Um, so far, they haven't had a great run of quarterbacks. They've struggled with that department. Now they've yeah. got Rodgers. I don't think Rodgers is going to be there long enough to even make a dent in this. But uh, if they do land up landing a quarterback, very beatable, especially if they do have a solid team to pass off uh, to somebody when Rodgers is gone. Could set somebody up for success, because like to me, a good quarterback is hitting the four thousand yard mark. Yes, yeah. Um, sorry to cut you off there. Uh, Montana, great. Montana only did uh, uh, about five thousand yards with the Chiefs. How many years did he play there? Uh, it didn't have that stat. 
so I'm not entirely sure. Oh, but at the time, Joe Montana play. All right, Joe. Let's see what Joe's history says here. Joe played. Wow, he's got a lot of accolades. My goodness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just finding his is okay. Seasons. So he played. Well, that's ridiculous. He doesn't have. Yeah, look at that. So he had San Fran, San Fran, San Fran, San Fran, San Fran. So he played for San Fran from 79 all the way up to 92. Then he had 93, 94 in KC. So two years and he did 5,000 yards. So 2,500 yards. Yeah. Which isn't bad. <laughs> but he his best season was uh, 3,944. So he didn't even break 4,000 yards in a season. No, but he was very consistent. But, you know, one of the things with Joe Montana, like um, third all-time for completions, 3,400 completions. Yeah. He had a passer rating of 92.3, second, of, second of all time. Yeah, so he's really efficient when he throws that ball. He is. He is. Wow. Pass, pass, passing touchdowns, 273. It's pretty good. Yeah. A lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so where were we on the list there? Where we, uh, uh, we, just, uh, we just did Joe Namath. Now we're at the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mark Brunel, 25,000. Yeah. I get that. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, that franchise is so young, though, that really you only needed a guy for five or six years. Well, I guess, well, Burnell probably was there a lot longer at 25,000. Um, you know, probably seven or eight years. Sure. Yeah, it. It. I, I agree that young team haven't been around long enough to really set a record. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's got this one beat. But the rest of these teams have been around forever. Yes. Ish. And uh, so let's go to the Washington Commanders. Joe Theismann, 25,000. Yes. Um, he, you know, you look in their history, he is their, probably their best quarterback of all time on their team. Um, unfortunately, his career ended a little bit young when, when uh, Lawrence Taylor snapped his leg in a game. Um but you know what? Uh, he was a very, very, very well-rounded quarterback back in the back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's that's another team where when you look at the team, who stands out? That's the only really the only name you think of, other than maybe uh, uh, the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Um, uh, it's not Stewart. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, there was a there was a uh, Washington had a a black quarterback that that was good, but he didn't play very long with them. He won them a Super Bowl, I believe so. Doug yeah. Williams, yes, Doug Williams, yes. I think he won them the Super in Bowl. in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, 
But again, he didn't play long enough to 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 really make a big dent. You know, the, the the and the next guy on the list, Jim Everett for the for the Rams. Again, that's uh, for the Rams. Who who stands out? Kurt, I, I'm I'm shocked. Kurt Warner, um, wasn't the guy on the list. Uh, Kurt Warner's got to be right behind Jim Everett in stats. I would think so. Um, Jim Everett. Okay. That, to me, that's a totally beatable number. Yes. Maybe they should have hung on to Jared Goff. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, your friend Doug Williams was in the NFL from 78 to 82 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then he left to go play for the Arizona Outlaws from 84 to 85. I'm assuming that's a, US, that's a USFL team. And then... Uh, then he came back to the NFL for the Redskins from 86 to 89. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. He was um, an executive for the Jacksonville Jaguars from 95 to 96, then moved to the Buccaneers from 2004 to 2008. Uh, he is currently with the Washington Commanders as the Senior Vice President of Player Development. Oh. Wow. Okay. He's had a long-tenured career of being an executive um, within professional football since 1995. He went to coaching from 91, so after two years after he would tired from football or stopped playing. He became a coach. It uh, looks like it was a high school, became a high school coach, moved to another high school. Um, Claymore's did a couple off league stuff. Grambling state. He was the head coach there for a few years. And then yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. And then joined. Oh, he went back 2011, 2013. He was a coach there for two years. And then, then he, yeah, he's been working on the executive pursuit ever since. Oh, so good for him. Cool. Yep. Uh, at least the team didn't forget about him and what he did. No. I think if you win a super, if you if you win the team a Super Bowl, you might uh, might be endeared to the team for for life. Should definitely should be okay. Uh, so Jim Everett, wow, gone uh, twenty three thousand. I don't know why this hasn't been broken yet. This is really kind of sad. Donnie, why, what is wrong with your team? Are you just running the ball that much? Well, uh, if you look at like even Kurt Warner when he was there. Yeah. Um, first year, did nothing. He did 39 yards. Okay. Uh, 4,300, 3,400, 48, and then dropped down to 1,400, and then 365. So Injury play? Yeah. Wasn't there long enough? When they won their Super Bowls, is mm-hmm. kind of when he was up in his four thousand. Yeah, but wasn't there long enough to actually break any of the records, right? Okay. All right. Well, then next up we've got the Cleveland Browns. Surprise, surprise. This makes sense. Brian Sip Sip Sipe Sipe. Don't, Don't know who it is, but twenty three thousand. That's not a team that that strikes me as having great success. No. 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 The, when you think of the Cleveland Browns, you think of Jim Brown. 
yeah, that's that's number one on the list. And I also think of of uh, all of the disasters they've had as players. Yes. That just burn out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of to, to keep going with the list, you know, again, we're going to make fun of this team. The Chicago Bears. Um, Jay Cutler is their top guy. Come on. Just, that's embarrassing. Yes. Yeah. But again, it's a team that, that doesn't hold on to a guy long enough. I'm guessing, but they've always been strong defense, strong running. Yeah. But you, but when you look, when you think of quarterbacks for that team, who is the top quarterback for the Bears of all time that you can think of? If you were to say, "Hey, that's 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 their top guy," I, to be honest with you, I can't think of anyone. Jay Cutler just is has infested my mind. Jim McMahon, the guy that took him to the '85 Super Bowl. Okay, that would have been the guy, but he only played like three years there, right? But he was, he was the character of the team. Like the, he was, he was just crazy. But, um, but again, you know, Jay Cutler was probably there. I'm gonna probably say ten years. You think Jay Cutler was a quarterback that long? It's got to be. He, I don't think he. I don't think he could have done more than twenty three hundred yards a year. Okay, well, you know what? Let's find out. Yes. Jay Cutler, what is his history? Yeah. He played for the Denver Broncos from 2006 to 2008. Then he moved to the Chicago Bears from 2009 to 2016. So seven years. Okay. Seven. And then he played one year at the Miami Dolphins, and then it was done. So he had a he must have had a couple of good years with the Bears. Um, again, the team, I don't think the team did anything. Maybe he just... Okay, so if I'm looking at this, he did actually, which is impressive. Uh, in Denver, oh wow! So his last year in Denver, he played all 16 games. He threw for uh, 4,500 yards, 25 touchdowns. Huh? Wow. Okay. And then obviously uh, they didn't sign him. He went to Chicago. He played. His only 16-game season for Chicago in his first year in 2009. He went 3,600, 32, 23, 3,000, 26, 38, 36, 1,000, 26. Okay, so yeah, he didn't didn't have a great career with Chicago. Okay, so here's a thing from a, from a fantasy football standpoint. Yep. Everybody knows the guy wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world. Right. And the teams he played for predominantly sucked. But he was a guy that would have got you 20-plus points a game in those years. Um, You might want to not make that statement because he had good yardage. It's the lack of touchdowns. Oh, okay. Yeah, so most quarterbacks use both yardage and touchdowns. Jay Cutler just threw yards. Oh. His uh, his average is less than 20 touchdowns a season. So average, okay. So one, one, 1. 1. 1.2, I think, uh, a game. That's not enough from a quarterback. Uh, no, 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 you're right. You need about two or three. Yeah, you okay. need to be over two at least a game. Um, yeah. Yeah, so if you have a quarterback that's not hitting that 30 touchdown a mark, he's not he's yeah. not a solid start. He might get great yardage. 
yeah. but he's not doing and he's well it also comes down to he he was averaging what does it look like okay so he had one 16 game season 15 10 15 11 15 15 5 yeah he was injury prone yeah yeah so he didn't he didn't have a lot of games yeah okay okay so we're down to the to kind of the last the the dredges of the last two um the first one you know what again the team's history isn't huge young uh, team yep um matt schwab of the 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 texans um I, I think this is going to stand for a while. Deshaun Watson had a shot at it, but he didn't last with the yeah. team. And I don't think CJ Stroud is going to light that uh, that up. I don't think he makes it there long enough to do it. Yeah, it's until they find a until they find a good offensive core, and when I say that, one or two good wide receivers and a and a reliable quarterback. Yeah, that one will probably stand for a little bit. And then the last one, again, it it surprises me, but doesn't surprise me. Um, Jameis Winston uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, you have a big drop-off. He doesn't even have 20,000 yards with the team. Uh, 19,737. Um, but when you look at, like, Tampa Bay has been around since the 70s. You'd think they would have had a quarterback that lasted a while that would have beat that, but not obviously not. Um, I almost think Brady was probably pretty close to that with his four or five years there. I'm, Um, I'm looking up the history of the team. It looks like they, they started in 1976, but didn't go live until 78. Um, so they've been around long enough, yeah, but never had a tenure. To no, it's nothing, nothing. Nothing stands out as, "Hey, this is my my ace quarterback." I think Tampa Bay. I think Warren Sapp. Yes. Or at the end of his career, Vinny Testaverde. But Vinny Testaverde didn't play there long okay. enough. To, yeah, didn't play long enough to 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 warrant anything. They're a team. They're a team that typically just they churn and burn, right? Bring guys in for four or five years, put them out. Four or five years, put them out. Four or five years, put yeah. them out. Like even their receiving core, like a, the, like Evans, a current player, is their top receiving yardage guy. You know, it's it's interesting that a current player is the top. Of any of these categories, just yeah, they just but they have won a Super Bowl. They won it in two thousand two. Yeah, and who was their quarterback at the time? I'm trying to find that out. They're just talking about the defensive side. Well, their defense back then was awesome with Warren Sapp. Apparently, their running back was Michael Pittman, which they acquired from the Arizona Cardinals. He was an awesome running back. Uh, John Gruden took him there, uh, paid off John Lynch and other Buccaneers players recognize some of the Oakland formations and plays as crucial points in the game. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, again, their defense was solid. Like uh, a guy like John Lynch, 
Or John Lynch was their running back, was one of the running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, that um, that concludes this list. Uh, some interesting, uh, notable players. Some teams, I think, that are going to have their stuff crushed very quickly. Uh, yeah. The Chiefs, the uh, the Bengals, um, the Eagles. Um, some teams that might have this stuff stand and last forever. I'm not sure how the Patriots will ever be able to find another quarterback that can surpass what Tom Brady did. Uh, even New Orleans with uh, Drew Brees, 68,000. Uh, the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, wow! Like, there's some good, solid uh, records here. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. And that just that just goes to 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 show, like, you know, these these guys that came out in in the early 2000s, um, you know, their their careers were just phenomenal. We've been spoiled as fantasy owners. Mm-hmm. Anybody that had Tom Brady throughout his whole run has been spoiled. Drew Brees has been spoiled. Ben Roethlisberger has been spoiled. You know, even Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers were spoiled, right? Because they had really good they had really good years, off years, right? But they also had really good years. Yes, yes. Um, you know, so it'll be really interesting to see like some of these up and comers, like. A Burroughs, a Mahomes, um, a Lawrence, uh, uh, Lawrence. Um, you know, some of the some of these young guys do their careers last as long as these other guys did. You know, I uh, and I've said it all along through through this through our discussion tonight. I don't know if teams are willing to wait and see. If you start to drop off and you have a couple of bad years, you got to get right hungry again. I got to find somebody else to replace you, or you either need to produce, or I'm finding somebody to replace you. Yeah, because like uh, management staff and coaching staff, they don't have a lot of tolerance uh, with ownership. To yes. you either start succeeding or yeah, an article I'm that I, an article that I read earlier uh, today. The NFL is the harshest uh, sports um, or sport in the world for churning guys over. It is 100% a what have you done for me lately league. If you're not going to continue to produce, I am moving on from you. And you need to produce at a very, very, very high level for in, in the running back cases, a, a mediocre paycheck. So I just, uh, I think quarterbacks are going to be the next on the list to start being dwindled down because they, they know the wide receivers take a lot longer to, to mature. So I think teams are willing to invest big. And also because you have, six wide receivers as opposed to one or two running backs as opposed to one quarterback. If your top guy, if your top wide receiver isn't producing your two or three guy might step up and, you know, they can all uh, help each other out. Your top running back stops producing. Okay. Bye-bye. I'm getting the younger, fresher guy in quarterback. You, your arm starts to, to weaken 
or your legs start to go as in Kyler Murray and, and guys like that. Well, now I got to start looking at another quarterback because you're not as valuable as the day that I hired you. So, all right. It, I guess time is going to tell. I think we're already seeing yeah. that um, in the sense that teams aren't, aren't keeping players. They're not keeping franchise players. You're not having a long tenure with a single team. You're going to move around. Teams are being very dynamic with how they're building their rosters and managing their, their finances. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of loyalty, it seems. And I almost wonder if that's the teams are getting back to the economics of, hey, as an owner, how can I make as much money as possible and still mm-hmm. be successful? If I can sign, if I have to sign a guy to a $100 million contract or I can mm-hmm. find five guys at $20 million, where am I better off? Where am I going to win more? Like some of these guys are starting to price themselves out of their market because, oh, I want $100 million a year. And then there's no more money for the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can get five guys at 20 and the team does three more wins a year, I'm better off. Yeah, you're in that money ball effect. Yes, exactly. You're manufacturing wins. You're not, you're not looking for the LeBron James style. Let's build an all-star team and get you know, swept. Exactly. Exactly. You got one guy that's great, but you can't even make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, that does the team no good. And that doesn't put butts in the seats for the extra money for the playoff wins, the extra money for the, the merchandise. Mm -hmm. Right. So interesting. We'll see the next few years. We'll keep tabs on it. We'll keep tabs on it. Yep. For sure. Well, that does bring us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you for sticking around with us and enjoying the shenanigans we get up to. Uh, Next week will be the last of our three-part shenanigan series. And then after that, we start getting into our divisional breakdown. First up on that list, we're going to be bringing back our friend Corey Bittner from the RPG podcast series. And he is going to be joining us to break down the AFC West. So that's going to happen on July 5th, posting on July 6th. Now, I'm just going to give everybody a heads up. I'm on vacation. I'm traveling through the mountains and heading over to BC. So my recording of that show might not be the greatest. So the way you (laughs) listen to me now, it enjoy it because it's probably going to get a little sloppy. Uh, but we're still going to get together. We're going to do what we can. We're going to have some fun uh, while we uh, while we're on vacation. I'm definitely going to be sipping back some beers then. You can bet on it. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned. Stick around. We're going to have some fun. Um, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're still working on behind the scenes, trying to get some stuff up and rolling. It's been a busy life, folks. Uh, we do this for fun. We do this for uh, the passion, the it's and the giggles of it all. Uh, So when we have some fun things to share with you, we will definitely get that out your way. Yep. So until then, from one poor man to another, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everyone.